Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. Tax season is approaching, bringing potential extra cash your way. Rather than spending it all on an expensive deal filled with yada yada from your current wireless plan, consider switching to Metro by T-Mobile for no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada you don't take yada yada in life don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide this episode of Stuff They Don't Want You To Know is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor. Featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select game Gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. From UFOs to ghosts and government cover-ups, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Welcome back to the show, everyone. This is... Stuff they don't want you to know. I'm Matt. And I'm Ben. Welcome back. Guys, today it's getting exciting. <laughs> you know, listeners can't see this right now, Matt, but you have a uh, you have a weird grin on, a, an air of uh, mischief about, and perhaps it's just the uh, most wonderful time of the year, which is what you and I call Halloween on this show, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe you got something up your uh, sleeves there. Maybe. Every time Samhain comes around, I feel a little bit that way. Ah, yes, the correct pronunciation, which we learned the hard way. Yes. <laughs> uh, listeners out there who also watch our videos, you know that Ben and I have tried our hand at starting one of those, what do you call them, cults? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. 
It went pretty well. It did. Uh, you can actually see some of the results in a video series that we did, one episode in particular, uh, wherein, Matt, you as the cult leader have sent me out to proselytize our coworkers. Well, I will say that I was not self-appointed. Uh, well, you know, sometimes the Godhead just finds you, right? That's right. Uh, so... We we do have a video where we take a satirical look at uh, some of the some of the operations that cults use. Some of the techniques would be a better word, sure. right? How a cult begins, right, and how a cult grows and how it maintains loyalty, ideology, and pushes people into increasingly uh, unusual decisions, right? Sure. And, uh, you know, if, if you work in, uh, the law or if you work with logistics, then you're well aware of decision trees and how with a little bit of forethought and with some careful puppet stringing, you can place people, uh, very easily into a, uh, situation that they would have never, ever in a million years thought they would do. And which brings us to our Next side of the story here. And what's that, Matt? Well, we're asking an interesting question here today. Hmm. Do intelligence agencies run cults? Ah, what an interesting question. Yeah, fascinating even. Now, in the United States, when we say intelligence agencies, we're talking specifically in this sense about things like the FBI and the CIA, uh, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, Central Intelligence Agency. And we know that these alphabet agencies, uh, specifically those two and also the NSA and several other of them, sure. they are actively monitoring groups, uh, all kinds of individuals that they consider to be, let's say, possible threats to the national security. Can you guys hear the finger quotations we just put around that, the air quotes? That's because national security is often vaguely defined and increasingly so. So just for examples, uh, what what's something that these agencies would monitor? One that you are probably aware of mm -hmm. is the Occupy movement that happened several years ago and is still ongoing today. Mm -hmm. um, you can look, there's a, a Guardian article that we looked at about how the FBI coordinated the entire crackdown. Well, not the entire, but a large portion of the crackdown on the Occupy movement. Um, and that's by Naomi Wolf. You can check that out. Uh, yeah, we've got a quotation here. Uh, part of this that we pulled from this article for you guys to hear is uh, in this article in The Guardian, Naomi Wolf talks about the documents that emerged showing how closely the alphabet agencies and private sector entities cooperated, sometimes merging into a single entity known as the Domestic Security Alliance Council. Here's a quote. And it reveals this merged entity to have one centrally planned, locally executed mission. The documents, in short, show the cops and Department of Homeland Security working for and with banks to target, arrest, and politically disable peaceful American citizens. That really happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. And we know that that's not the first time it happened. We know that throughout U.S. history, other groups have been civilian groups, mind you, have been monitored by the FBI in particular, but also other government agencies. And the FBI in particular, because it's within the United States. That's yep. why they're the agency mm -hmm. looking at it. And we've looked at this before with COINTELPRO. Yeah. When you look at the the way that. They handled the FBI handled uh, MLK Martin Luther King Jr. and mm -hmm. how like uh, 
how they monitored his phone calls. They watched all of it, like all kinds of just spying on this guy. Went through his mail. Yeah, manipulating, sending him threats. Mm -hmm. Very interesting and scary. Then you've also got the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. Right, yeah. uh, The SCLC, as well as MLK and other members uh, affiliated, both individuals and groups affiliated with the Civil Rights Movement, were aggressively monitored and targeted, but they weren't the only ones. There was also what would be called the New Left, or people pushing for Irish independence, an exile group called Cuban Power, uh, and people fighting for Puerto Rican independence, and so on. It even gets a little bit crazier than that when we're talking about monitoring, right? Yeah, groups that you would not think would be monitored. Try me. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Vegetarians. Oh, the... ISIS of restaurants, huh? <laughs> They're dangerous, man. More dangerous than you could ever know. Also, environmentalists. And I can see the angle with environmentalists because there is the, uh, I don't, I forget the term for it, but eco-terrorism. Eco-terrorism. Yeah. Um, I mean, that does exist. That is a real mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. But vegetarians, I'm trying to think if maybe there's an angle for Monsanto to get involved. <laughs> I wonder. That's not a bad question. Uh, we have a we have an interesting story to point you toward. Uh, check out the story of an informant named Anna. And Anna was asked to infiltrate things like vegan potlucks, looking for eco terrorists, uh, people who would be a, a threat to a quote unquote national security. That's right. I watched recently a movie on HBO. I believe it was called The East. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, about eco-terrorists and this other uh, independent agency that sends people to infiltrate them. And I wonder where some of maybe the story of Anna comes into play ah, there. Ah, yeah. Now, from what we understand, the informant Anna is came forward because uh, this person may or may not be female, but clearly I, I think it's female. Uh, this person uh, is disillusioned with the strategies used by domestic intelligence agencies. If you haven't checked it out yet, check out our video about whether the, uh, what, whether these guys are on the up and up and obeying the law when they do the monitoring. They certainly were not doing it during COINTELPRO. Absolutely not. Which is why Congress changed some of the laws. Uh, but how many of those laws got changed back? A uh, little tidbit here. In 2002, under the Bush administration, some of those laws were rescinded in the interest of, wait for it, <gasps> national, national security. security. <laughs> we better not make that a drinking game. Oh, gosh, because I know. <laughs> somebody's going to get alcohol poisoning. Um, and, you know, this. we also know that if we're just talking about monitoring, a lot of socialist-leaning religious groups that were anti-war, pacifist groups, have been targeted. In short, Matt. They could target pretty much anyone they wanted. But did they actually infiltrate these groups? Well, we're going to find out really soon after a quick word from one of our sponsors. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. And we're back, and we can answer this question. In the previous part of the podcast, we talked about monitoring groups illegally. But now it's time to talk about something else, right? Infiltration. Now, that's another thing that we've talked about several times Uh in our video. But for this, we're talking about civilian groups and religious groups and how the FBI has infiltrated them before. Right. Yes. Infiltrated them, uh, but not just to infiltrate and surveil, not just infiltrate as an informant. There's a line that they cross. So if our question is, do intelligence agencies run cults? We know that they have certainly influenced Religions, And you and I know, of course, and listeners, you know, if you've watched our video on cults, that the division between a religion and a cult is a little bit gray. Just as one person's terrorist is another person's freedom fighter, one person's religion is another person's cult. So we know that the FBI, CIA have uh, used informants to enter into Weather Underground, which was uh, a group active uh, a few decades before our time. Listeners, some of you may remember the days of Weather Underground. Uh, we know that more recently and controversially, uh, the FBI has placed informants in mosques in the United States. Uh, 
we covered this in our video, is the FBI manufacturing terrorists. Why do we use that title, Matt? Well, it's because it has to do with entrapment in one way, and then also sending informants in to try and rile up a group. Mm -hmm. So in this guy's case, uh, Craig Montiel, he went into a mosque, and while he was doing surveillance on most of the people in one of these mosques, he was also... He was also talking to them about jihad mm-hmm. and trying to rile everybody up. And what they did yeah. is they contacted, well, first of all, they put a restraining order on yeah, the guy. So they said, don't come back here anymore. This is not what Islam is about. Yeah, we are not the people you're looking for. Right, and then they yeah. also called the FBI. Yeah, and they said, look, there's this crazy guy who is trying to uh, bomb places and trying yeah. to get members of our mosque in there, and he's harassing people. And the FBI, you know, I, I can't imagine the phone <laughs> call that happened between there when someone said, someone said, yeah, there's this guy who is – uh, we got a report that there may be terrorist activity at this mosque. Mm-hmm. And who reported it? The mosque. And then go, okay, well, thank you for the call. They put the phone down, heavy sigh. <laughs> they pick it up and they ring and they go, Craig, the jig is up. <laughs> Get out of there. I mean, but that, that has to be, that, that is such an important question though. And that goes to the question of infiltration versus running or influencing a cult. Uh, because the, the idea here that critics of this, uh, would would cite is just as you said, Matt, entrapment. You know exactly. And so let's let's look at another place that okay. they've infiltrated. Another topic that we've covered heavily on video recently are NGOs, non government mm-hmm. organizations, mm-hmm. and the CIA. Uh, we we mentioned that they send assets in to look at groups such as oh I don't know Peace Corps, mm-hmm. USAID. Right. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of them, and it is sometimes with the organization's understanding that they'll be sending in an informant or sure. a, an a, asset. An asset, yeah. And sometimes it's without that understanding. It's just what? Who knew that John Doe wasn't really from every town, Kansas? That's so weird to me. It happens, you know. It happens, and uh, it's also part of the reason why we hear such a stink when people who are working for a Western NGO are detained in Mm -hmm. a uh, non-Western country, often there's this implication, whether true or not, and I think you have to go case-by-case basis, whether true or not, there's this implication from the capturing country that these people were not, you know, kids work, college kids working for the Peace Corps. They were uh, plants from the CIA or some other intelligence agency. I can't imagine being in that position, finding someone from an NGO who's doing something extremely suspicious Mm -hmm. and they go, oh, man, okay, Uh, this could be a CIA agent. Got to handle this carefully. Yeah. Oh, man. I see. Yeah, that's a really weird phone call to get to. Right. And then they call the uh, they call the CIA. The guy goes, oh, what? Really? And he hangs up. He says, thank you. (laughs) He hangs up the phone. He lets out a long sigh. He picks it up, dials the number, and says, Craig. <laughs> uh, the, Beautiful callback. 
As far as we know, ladies and gentlemen, that did not actually happen. But what does happen on a regular basis is that uh, foreign intelligence assets are also put in State Department embassies, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We also know that there's very compelling evidence of CIA and FBI front companies and or dummy organizations, which you and I covered in some of our Gary Webb stuff, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So these would be airline companies with names that are just so vague and boring, like Premier Executive Transportation Services. I fell asleep just reading that out <laughs> loud. Uh, and Intermountain Aviation, we also know that financial organizations uh, also operate in foreign countries, you know, a shell company uh, for the purpose of funneling money. So what does this all tell us? Well, to me, it says that our initial question at the top perhaps isn't all that crazy. Maybe a government agency or a project really could involve some kind of front cult or a dummy cult. Ah, okay. So, Ben, let's go over some of the illegal things, straight-up illegal, that the CIA and FBI and or FBI have Mm, done. Proven. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Let's see. Where to start? There's a good one that I can think of. Okay, hit me with your best shot. <laughs> Almost started singing. MK Ultra. That's nothing to sing about. MK Ultra. We've also done some videos on that. MK Ultra, as you know, is a blanket term for a series of related experiments which involved everything from trying to create a real life Manchurian candidate uh, that would be a brainwashed assassin on command to uh, seeing if LSD was a truth serum. Yeah. And just looking at how humans interact when they're on hallucinogens that way. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I still think that one guy was assassinated. I don't think he who just, fell out of the window. Yeah. I don't think he just did acid and jumped out of a window. Yeah. Uh, Again, that's my personal opinion, folks. That is not that is not in any way proven. The official story is that he committed suicide. Yeah, and he wouldn't have, he wouldn't be the first or last person to jump from a high building on some kind of you know drug. Sure. However, uh, you I don't have to know. get a lot of force to propel yourself through glass. That's right. Uh, all right. Well, okay. What uh, what about the Tuskegee experiment? Right, where uh, a group of people, mm-hmm. I forget what state it was in. Mm-hmm. But they were not given, they were, okay, they they had syphilis, but they were not treated uh, to cure the syphilis. They were just studied. Right, and given placebo medications. Mm-hmm. Uh, these were African-American men in a tremendously racist time in the U.S. past. I know a few of our listeners will say, well, it's tremendously racist today, but uh, that it was very, very openly institutionalized racism to the point where it made it okay from yeah. a governmental standpoint to experiment on these black men. And... Uh, while the U.S.'s official position is that the, the U.S. admits this uh, incident occurred over a very long period of time, but they say that these guys started out with syphilis and simply were not treated. However, uh, other people, anecdotal reports of people who were involved at the time say that they were given syphilis. That so, makes it so much worse if that's true. Right. But we did we did a correction when we first did that episode and we came back and we said um, that according to the official government standpoint, which mm-hmm. I think is how we phrased it. Yeah. Uh, 
these people were not given syphilis. They had it already and they were not treated, which is just as insidious right? and unethical, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And then there's domestic chemical exposures. Speaking of that, uh, that's proven as well. So government agencies would just go to the rooftops of some poor neighborhoods. And they did this more than once and uh, emit chemicals, you know, to see what happened to stimulate a widespread chemical exposure. Yeah. And just, you know, go to the local hospital and find out, well, who came in with what? How many? Mm -hmm. How did it manifest? Ugh, man. Oh, yeah. Excuse me, uh, listeners. I meant to say simulate, not stimulate. I believe I misspoke <laughs> there. Um, and, of course, we know that uh, warrantless snooping and or surveillance is, I would say, de facto illegal. Uh, but other people would say it's de facto legal, being that some of the interpretations of the law remain secret. Yeah. Because of national security. security. Oh, man. Please don't be drunk right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, of course, uh, how could we go without mentioning uh, psyops, such as impersonating someone's identity, anonymous harassment, smear campaigns, and all that other stuff? Uh, this would be stuff like you mentioned earlier, Matt. What would they do with Martin Luther King's mail? Oh, well, all kinds of fun things with his mail. Um, they would intercept the mail, mm-hmm. like check it out. See what's in there. If there's anything juicy, make copies of things, then put it back in the mail. Mm-hmm. They would send him threats and things yeah. like that in the mail. Um, They'd impersonate people. That's what it is. They they would impersonate, like, a, let's say a letter from one of his close contacts that was just seething mm-hmm. and mad at him. Or um, I think there was one instance where they tried to initiate some kind of affair Oh, uh, yeah, I heard, I have heard that story, but I haven't looked it up myself. Uh, I don't mean to give out false information. I hope sure, that I'm sure. not, but it's in my, in the back of my head somewhere. Well, we do know the MLK did have affairs. Sure. So it's not out of the realm of possibility, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Uh, but speaking of the mail, it's time for a break and we'll be back after word from our sponsor. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. 
There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota, let's go places and we're back so, so far for a quick recap we have looked at uh, we have looked at illegal things that government agencies have done in the past we have looked at uh Things that they're monitoring activities. We've looked at infiltration activities. And now it's time to get to the real here's where it gets crazy part. Did a government agency ever run a cult? So here are some of the alleged examples, Ben. Hmm. The first one is Jonestown. Ah. Now, some people believe that Jim Jones, well, we know that Jim Jones was running a cult. The People's Temple. The People's Temple. That moved for, uh, from several places. I can't remember the initial starting place, but I know it moved to California, then to Guyana. Guyana, yeah. And the theory is that he was running a psychological experiment of mind control on these people mm-hmm. uh, on behalf of the CIA, or at least possibly related somehow to the CIA. Ah, I see. And that that's an interesting idea which we do explore in that video you mentioned earlier, because the People's Temple at the time was a bit unusual in that it actively encouraged acceptance of all creeds, and it was a little Mm -hmm. bit Mm -hmm. left-leaning, which would be otherwise the kind of thing that the U.S. government would have closely monitored at that time for possible dissent or a threat to national national security. security. Well, it's strange to me that that it would still be, I guess the reason why it was under CIA or why it's thought to be under CIA is because they moved mm-hmm. outside of the country. Well, to Guyana, which yeah. was uh, a country in the U.S. sphere of influence. Sure, uh, but I guess not officially inside the U.S., so it wouldn't be FBI. Right, um, yeah. But also, you know, in the evolution of a cult, they may have just moved to a more isolated place to further cement the leader's grip. Yeah, with, people. they had guards, like armed guards. Increasingly militarized. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were people who wanted to escape. There are some huge unanswered questions to this day 
which uh, you and I deal with in the videos about how stuff went down, how the congressman was killed, uh, how the people were killed who committed suicide, reports of additional uh, people or assets even working to uh, sanitize the operation and then later painting it as a suicide when it may have been instead as as the theorists would advance a massacre uh, mm-hmm. of a psychop gone wrong psyop rather mm-hmm. i think i think that's fascinating at this point the evidence that you and i could find in there while tantalizing was far from certain sure and but there wasn't a cia agent who was working with Leo or was it is his name Leo Ryan? The congressman. Congressman Leo Ryan. And then there is Dwyer, Agent uh-huh. Dwyer. And you can hear on the recording, right? That Jim get Jones. Get Dwyer out of here. Get Dwyer out of here. Yeah. Uh, that is true. Um, but at this point, that while that is one of the most popular theories for an intelligence agency mm-hmm. running a cult, it is ultimately at this point, it doesn't have solid proof yet. Sure. It just has troubling, unanswered questions. Um, can I tell you about one of my favorites? Oh, I love this one. All right. Uh, this is the idea that Scientology, and we are not calling Scientology a cult, so lawyers, please, don't get mad. This is a theory that Matt and I did not make up, uh, that the Church of Scientology is somehow run by an intelligence agency. And this is this is actually a theory that is kind of more well known in the ex-Scientologist community mm-hmm. than it is in the mainstream uh never been a Scientologist part of the world. Uh and the the idea here is that the current head of Scientology, David Miscavige, uh is working for the FBI or the CIA, that he is an asset And you'll see ex-Scientologists who say that they left the organization because Miscavige somehow changed it. And um, you and I, of course, are not Scientologists, uh, nor have we ever been. Uh, We have read about Scientology, but we've also always read about it from the outside in. Sure. A little background. uh, You hooked us up with an excellent book that uh, you lent to me earlier, right? Yes, Going Clear. Uh, And I already forgot the author. But it's fantastic. It looks at it from an investigative reporter mm-hmm. angle um, on all these different angles. And the uh, the author allowed Scientology to go in and make footnotes and comment on the entire book. Right. Yeah. The book itself is on the up and up. It's a great piece of journalism. It does not address this theory. It's more about the evolution of mm-hmm. society. But it does show the change of the church in Scientology when David Miscavige took over. Right, yeah. It just makes no claims about this being anything other than a change in leadership, mm. right? So uh, it's it's a popular theory in a, in, a, in a small segment of the global population, but uh, it's, it's a fascinating one, especially when we consider that uh, the Church of Scientology and the United States government had historically uh, adversarial relationships. Yes. Again... Detailed in that book quite beautifully. Mm-hmm. You can also check out uh, our video, Operation Snow White. Uh, we've got we've got one other, of course. We got to save this guy, good old Charlie Manson. Yep, maybe nothing good about him, but he is certainly old. Uh, the <laughs> idea is that Manson was groomed by aspects or uh, assets of the CIA to perform mind control experiments in the field. 
Yes, that would be a good place to do them. <laughs> and of course, in this point, at this point, apparently, uh, Matt and I believe that <laughs> these, these CIA scientists are evil Germans. Yeah, I didn't want to do a unit 731 accent. I, oh, no. I can't do those. Oh, no, no, no. That would probably, that would probably get us in some hot water, but we'll see what, we'll see what comes out of our, uh, cartoonish Indiana Jones <laughs> German accents. Uh, the, <laughs> The, the idea here, though, is fascinating because this is one of those strings that when you pull it unravels more and more and more stuff. So we know that Charles Manson had some uh, encounters with Dianetics, mm-hmm. uh, which was a precursor to Scientology during some of his time in prison and during some of his time in the hippie counterculture uh, when he also encountered a group called, uh, was it, it's not, is it Four Pie? Or Pi is the alleged. Ah, uh, yeah, it's Pi, not P2. That's the it's Italian Freemans. Okay, yes. Yes, that's the one that David Berkowitz talked about, the Son of Sam killer. Uh-huh. And then got his throat cut in prison and after talking about it. And refused to speak again. Right, and there's uh, there's some, I, I you know, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. But there is some really compelling evidence that the son of Sam did not act alone. Matt, that detective who never gave up, I think he's right. Yeah. And uh, this this argument here, uh, this goes into the idea that there was – we first found out about it with son of Sam and Charles Manson. Mm-hmm. But it, it ultimately expands into this idea that there is some sort of serial killer cult or some sort of um, tacit – agreement to turn a blind eye to certain unethical experiments or criminal homicidal behavior. Um, now, of course, in most cases, logically, it doesn't make sense to think that so many people could keep that kind of secret. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. Yeah, it's yeah, an ext- a lot of moving extraordinary parts. claim, yeah. But. Well, fascinating. Right. But, Ben, is this... Conspiracy theory or is it conspiracy fact? Ah, yes. Okay. Well, here's the thing. It's unlikely that an intelligence group, at least the ones we're talking about again in the United States, would manufacture an entire cult. Yeah, I, I'm trying to come up with an idea of why you would manufacture an entire cult. Right. To what end would you do this? I'm, I'm honestly not sure unless you, you know, Unless you wanted a whole colony of Manchurian candidates that you just keep in tiny darkened rooms, but. You know, which I, I could understand, but it would be so much easier to, uh, influence an infiltrated cult than it would be. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's a lot more plausible that that would happen because you, again, if we take the standpoint of one of these uh, groups, CIA or FBI, Mm -hmm. infiltrating them and keeping tabs on them, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, controlling one. Ah. Rising go. up the ranks and then controlling one. Now that is that, interesting. That's the angle that you and I would take, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, not that we have considered that. No. But, but we hope that you guys have enjoyed 
this episode, and we hope that we have provided uh, enough fascinating things to, to get you going in different directions, and we want to hear back from you when you come out of the rabbit hole, especially, Matt, I'd like to hear about uh, this sort of idea in other cultures and countries. Like, we know that China has an adversarial relationship with uh, the Falun Gong cult, yeah. uh, which I'm probably mispronouncing. We know that um, the church and the state, in many cases, often clash, and in some cases, they start to become synchronous. Um, we also know that um, some quasi-religious groups have been involved uh, heavily in government, like P2, which we earlier, um, I mentioned it in the wrong spot, but P2 in Italy deserves a mention, right? Yeah, the propaganda do. Mm-hmm. Which would be a uh, Freemason-associated group, associated lodge, that uh, has a lot of, fing- had a lot of fingers and a lot of uh, Italian pies, I guess. mm they were running, you know, they had an undue influence is yes. what I'm saying. <laughs> I get you, man. So what do you think? Is there any one of these topics that you've watched our videos? Maybe you want us to go deeper into any of this. Do you have any opinions about, you know, whether or not you think a cult is being infiltrated and then perhaps is now run by the icy cold hands of the CIA? Nice. Nice imagery. I'm trying to go more Halloween here. I'm not sure if it's being effective or not, but we're going to keep going with it. But write to us, guys. Yeah, yeah. You uh, can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. We have a website called Stuff They Don't Want You To Know, where you can see, let's see, all of our videos, all of our podcasts. Uh, you occasionally put a blog up there. Uh, so check us out there. And if you want to play Magic with me, I'm on MTGO. And I go by conspiracy stuff. Check it out. Yeah. Come play a game with me. Come on. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my co-host here is serious about that. He will play Magic the Gathering with you. Uh, if you want to write us an email, we would love to hear your stories. We would love to hear your suggestions for upcoming topics and your contributions. It's not too late for our Halloween extravaganza, which we'll be working on over the over the next few days. Uh, you can send all of that to us at our email address. We are conspiracy at howstuffworks.com For more on this topic and other unexplained phenomena, visit testtube.com slash conspiracy stuff. You can also get in touch on Twitter at the handle at conspiracy stuff. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.